And we're back, and we just finished watching Brimstone from 2016, rated R, with a runtime of two hours and 28 minutes. This movie is directed and written by Martin Kuhlhoven, and we have the lovely and amazing Zach with us today to discuss this crazy, crazy movie. It's not typical horror, but the story itself is nightmare-inducing, to say the least. It's it's harsh, yeah. Oof. All right, so we'll start with Zach. What did you think? Well, you know, it's funny because you say that it's not a typical horror movie, and I think the reason is because of the structure. Yeah, that if makes you sense. Structured it straightforward. It is absolutely terrifying. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Is this your first time watching it? Yes. Yeah. What did you think? I I enjoyed it, but I I did. You know, when it went to the chapter two, and I was like, okay, well, now where are we? What's going on here? Like, there was a disconnect for me a little bit. Right, yeah, because the story's not told in a linear format. And I think it's interesting because it's such a beautifully shot movie. Yeah. It's a beautifully shot movie, and yet it's a horrific story with just a very bad man in it. And and I think probably uh, the reason why they structured it the way it did was so that you had those like shocking revelations yes. as, as you go. Because if you told it in a linear fashion, you'd, you'd be aware of what the hell, like how on. truly disgusting well, that yeah. man so was. <laughs> well, here's one example that I had that I noticed explicitly like during my watch, which is in the first chapter, there's a scene where he's approaching the sleeping Sammy with the knife. And I'm like, how wild would it be if he just murdered this child? Like that would never happen. But if I had seen the earlier, you know, the earlier chronological uh, portions of the movie, I'd have been like, oh, he's absolutely going to kill this child. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. But there's an, oh, so, so this movie's from 2016, so we can spoil it. The whole sequence which I think is chapter three of the reverend and the wife's relationship. Like that was just like, I I remember the first time we saw it a couple of years ago, it was on, it was on cable a few times and we caught it the first time and we were completely just, well, I was completely unsettled. Let's be honest. I never, the thing about it was I never, I didn't see the, this is the first time I've sat it through it from, from beginning to end yeah. it was just that every time i'd flip the channels and it would be on something really horrible would be happening between these two characters and like i'd be like this is terrible <laughs> and then i'd get i would stop watching it and then i'd come back the next day or two days later it would be on again because it's cable and it would be a totally different scene and something horrible what is happening, happening between again. these two characters and i'm just like God Just damn. die, Guy Pierce. die. He was like the Terminator of the <laughs> early, so whatever, I, 1900s. I was actually, you know, wondering if he was alive for the, I guess it would be chapter one, at like, and actually, yeah, one and on, well, chronologically. Because there's a part in chapter three where he says, or like someone's like, well, what if you die? And he's like, well, that won't stop me. And when into chapter two. He seems to be dead, yeah. And the one thing that actually I had in favor of that is uh, the scene in the church with the, the childbirth. When oh, it goes yeah. wrong, she says it was the reverend. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, oh, well, how would he have done that? But then when you're like, oh, but maybe if he's not. Yeah. If he's not of this earth anymore or something like that. It, it was... also explains his accuracy because that dude could shoot. Yeah. Yeah. The scene with the kid. Oh, God. That was, yeah, that was horrific too. Yeah, it, it was interesting because. Again, 
this isn't the typical horror of monsters and ghosts and stuff like that, but sometimes just, I really enjoyed also, I'm assuming it's the filmmakers kind of ding at like zealotry. Yeah. Because let's be honest, historically religion has done <laughs> some pretty done, abominable done a things. a pretty big number on a whole lot of people. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, even now, I think people use religion to excuse just pretty barbaric behavior. Yeah. I mean, uh, probably well, uh, not as badly as in past times, but still. There's there's a line that direct, uh, where they're in uh, the barn, I believe, where it's uh, Kit Harrington's character. I forget what his name is. Uh, Sam. And, um, Samuel. And he's saying, you know, anyone who says to turn the other cheek when you're wrong it sounds like somebody who's in control. Yeah, yeah. It was a, a really good performances. And it's funny because Guy Pierce is just, he's solid. He is yeah. freaking solid. I mean, he's always been one of those guys that I don't know why he doesn't have a bigger, I don't know, pull or or. He seems content to be doing like the character roles. I guess, you know? yeah. He's like my, he's like the other well, Carl Urban, you know right? Yeah. He's, he's like a lead character actor. Like, he gets lead roles, but he feels like a character actor rather than a lead man. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. that's exactly it. And I wonder, it's like, like to me, I feel like he should be helming bigger stuff. The only thing I've seen him helm is that Lockout movie where he, it's like fun, Escape though. from New York in space. Yeah, you know? that was yeah, fun, though. Exactly. I yeah. saw that in theaters. Did you? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I he's like consistently solid. He is yeah. a solid, solid actor, and it's interesting to see him play the heavy. Well, he's he's I've I mean he's never really like you know good, the super good, good guy. There's, True, there's something about. I mean, his in space. that lockdown movie, he was kind of like uh, fun. In the lockdown movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one? L.A. Confidential. L.A. Confidential. Yeah, he's like the cop, the lead uh, cop. But he, that's that that's that's Baby Guy Pierce. That's way back Baby when. Baby Guy Pierce. Yeah. I, yeah, I I was blown away by his performance in this. He oh. is just deliciously, disgustingly evil in this. I wanted him to die. I so did bad. too. Like, and it was funny because at the end, I'm like, "Girl, you better check and make sure." Yeah, look he out! Nothing but look ashes. out that window and keep shooting. Yeah, <laughs> he really was like the Terminator. And yeah, I you know <laughs> until you mentioned it, I didn't I did not like think maybe he was dead the entire t- or like maybe he was like a revenant or something because he does say things that sort of like make you think that like he's like he's he, he says he's yeah. been to hell he says yeah. it's not the flames it's the absence of love you know yeah and yeah. you know it's either he's just jabbering you know religious nonsense or he's speaking from experience. Well, I don't know how. You would have survived a throat injury of that magnitude yeah. with the with the medical technology they had available to them in, in that uh, time. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, yeah. the room was not on even, fire I mean, not just too. That, that time, that location, like yeah. they were they were out there. Yeah, you get a paper cut, you're dead in that time, right? Yeah, and <laughs> and another, and he found her constantly, right? Yeah. And even the little boy was like, "He's not going to stop, is he?" Yeah. And He's like he, the term. Yeah. How did he? <laughs> how did he catch up with them? Like his horse, he didn't have his horse anymore. You know what? He was so hell bent on his mission that he probably couldn't die until he fulfilled it. It is actually funny that you mentioned the Terminator because when he first speaks in chapter one, I was like, what accent is this? And I was like trying to figure out, is he like, my first thought was, is he Cajun? And then it was like, no. And I was like, he sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger actually. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And then just like the reveal of his intentions with his own daughter. Like that, yeah. I was just like, I think at one point I turned to you during the movie and I was like, I have to take a bath. I, have to I feel so dirty watching this. And he had his mind made up. The wife was just like, all right, fine. I'll have sex let's, with you. Let's have sex. And he's just like, no, no God, God has, has already made his choice. Made <laughs> yeah, God made his choice. Sure. It was God. It was so, God this whole time. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about the barn. Actually, several barns in this movie, but yeah. the barn where, where she's hiding the two guys. How long do you think that they were there for? That's an interesting question. And how did he not? Because, I mean, he, I feel like he was on top of this girl. How did he not notice that? Well, if you notice, she actually even says he never does anything. Yeah, he never does any of the work, but like it, there was long enough for her to reach her uh, womanhood, and like yeah, for those those guys to recover enough to yeah be better from their gunshot wounds. Yeah. Well, well, not only that to have that epic battle. The only note that I took during this movie was one outlaw hanged another outlaw in an outhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this. I mean. This movie was something. Dakota Fanning, wow. It's so funny because, you know, you think of her as a little girl from the War of the Worlds War movies the World, or yeah. any other kind of, like, but she has really come into her own. She's really interesting to watch in this. And even the younger version of her, played by Amelia Jones, also just solid, solid performances. I think that's the Kit Harrington Sam character says, who are you? Are you going to, are you like your mother? And... It's almost like in that moment, she decided that she was going to somehow survive this, this situation. And then things happen, and then she is running in the desert and found by that Asian family who immediately sells yeah. her to a brothel. I'm like, wow, this girl can't catch a break. God damn. And originally when I saw the movie, I thought Sam was the reverend's child. That's because we we every time we saw, we saw it, there was we never saw like it from the beginning. Yeah, pieces, but we never really saw that whole set. Like I don't think I ever saw like the beginning, the beginning. Yeah, uh, chapter one. I always saw like I, I think the earliest I caught it was when they find the the sheep all slaughtered. I started uh, watching yeah. it from that point in one viewing, but yeah, it's still like, and it's funny because it, again, it's like such a beautifully shot movie. Yeah, and the story yeah. is just so horrendous. Like the juxtaposition of that is interesting. And like you feel like the story can't get any worse, and yet it does at every turn. There was one scene that was so like over the top, wow, this is bad, that it like played like comedy, which is the scene where they go and they find uh, her husband, whose name I, I'm not recalling. Uh, and he's like, Eli. got the, uh, Eli's got his intestines wrapped around his head. And they're all just like, he's like, kill me. And they all like sit around for like two minutes. Like, oh, I don't know, should we kill him? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting. That you brought, when I was watching that scene, I almost hoped that she would do that so, to not allow. Put, put it on the little boy. Put, let it, yeah, put it on the son, Matthew. Because I was like, that's, he's, he's always going to have that memory. Yeah. I, sh- I had to shoot my dad. Well, always for him was like three months or whatever. (laughs) 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 What did you think? What did you think now that you've seen it from start to finish? Uh, I I mean, I I liked it. Like I said, it's just the the subject matter is really disturbing. Like like I I remember, like I said, when I was watching it just piece by piece, 
And every time something, something absolutely horrible will be happening. Now you see it all together and like you get the full story and the, the complete revelations as, as the storyteller meant to say it with the different chapters. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's very disturbing. Guy Pierce is the loathsome, like loathsome, just absolute scum of the earth. And just the way he plays it. Phenomenal. Phenomenally well. And, and you see him, and and this is like another thing, like after, uh, like as time goes by, he definitely becomes more, uh, I guess like calculating as, as it goes on in the middle. Cause in the beginning, or you know, I guess it's chapter three where you you see, see like the, right, the, past. the genesis. Yeah, you could see he's like a, a sort of twisted religious guy, but he's still kind of, I guess, learning to be a scumbag. <laughs> How do you learn that? That's because like there's like the parts where he's just like he's standing outside the door while the girl's taking a bath, and he's sort of like he's like leaning over and I'm looking, watching, looking yeah. through the door. And it just it looks sort of like he's but like he's like contemplating like yeah this is this is what I want I'm I'm not sure if I'm ready to take that step yet though. But it's interesting because once he makes his mind to have Joanna fulfill the wife responsibilities, mm-hmm. he almost becomes dead. There's a scene in the church. I can't remember if it's the first time you see him in the church, but his eyes almost look all black and kind of usually when you see it in, in pop culture stuff, like for example, like supernatural, when you have just the black eyes, it's usually because they're possessed by a demon. Right. So, and I think there's like a fine line here. There's that picture in the girl's room too, that she would always look at. And like, there was like, God to speak to the, uh, the point that he's like learning how to be this evil, just, reprehensible person he says when he comes to her in chapter two i'm beyond salvation because he had sex with her before they finished the ceremony and then he said i can do whatever i want because i'm gonna burn in hell regardless yeah 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 so he yeah like, like from signed the, up, exactly signed from, from that point on he was just like he was an absolute monster like his yeah. soul was gone and yeah. he was just gonna do whatever he had to do to to get her to get her. But even but even before that, no, because like when he has the wife like fitted with that metal thing, oh, I'm like, and she's just sitting in church chilling with the rest of the, uh, yeah, I mean, if I was, was a neighbor, I'd be like, okay, what's, <laughs> what's going on here? Talk yeah, to me. Because this doesn't. That yeah. old guy sitting next to her is just like, eh, all right. <laughs> like that's normal. Holy. And she's got like belt straps. Yeah, what's on her what's face? What's interesting about it is, like, in theory, wouldn't he, uh, wouldn't the reverend have to bring his wife to like a blacksmith to get it fitted? Right. <laughs> and then, like, come back in two weeks. I'll have it ready for you. <laughs> no, that guy just—he was he, like one like same day service. He yeah. hammered that thing out, and it was just, <laughs> just like, like put it in her mouth. Five minutes later, she's like got it strapped on. That's crazy. That was crazy. Like. Yeah, I mean, he was probably twisted even before. I mean, if he, yeah, this isn't sort of a spur of the moment thing. I, no. he, he clearly planned. I need, I need this uh, face hugger for my wife. Should be made out of metal, please. Jesus, <laughs> that's uh, not a spur of the moment decision. No, no, he he planned that all out. And the 
like the whole congregation's cool with it. And then she kills herself right in the church. Yeah, and that was nuts too. Nobody is like, and the, and his 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 almost defiance and anger over it. It's not like the yeah. broken husband, like oh my wife. I mean, if I was in that church, I'd be like, yo, there's something really disturbing about the reverend. Like, yeah. I, I know that like, if it was my spouse, I'd <laughs> I'd be a mess. Maybe this guy shouldn't be the leader, the religious leader of our church. And I wondered too that scene where like. Everyone's talking about their, I guess, brush with angels and stuff. Oh, how much? Shit. I know. I was gonna say, how much of that was made up? She should have well, just like made that were, shit up. Like, oh yeah, he talks to me in my dreams. His name like is Saint. Were, I don't know. Tom was the dude who was like, um, yeah, pretty much the same. Yeah. <laughs> the second guy, he's just like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, except oh, but it, was it was a, a girl. woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. He put his own spin on it. Oh my god! Yeah, still, still disturbing. What would you give it? Scale of one to ten. This movie, I'd probably give it a like an eight or a nine. I, I really like this movie. Yeah, I really like it too. What about you, Zach? Um, yeah, seven or eight, somewhere in that. Yeah, I would give it. I would give it an eight and a half. I think it's it's really good storytelling, really strong script, amazing script, amazing performances. Guy Pierce, wow. It, this was like. I mean, again, he's always been such a solid actor, but this to me was like he next was very level. Creepy. He was, yeah, beyond anything. Like, I think when you have an audience that basically wants to do you bodily harm, you've obviously done your job. Yeah, I really wanted him to die. I really wanted him to die as well. Yeah. yeah. Did you have a favorite scene, Zach? favorite scene i the intestines around the next scene because without the context it was just so funny to me where they were just like if i were there i would just be so mad i'd be like come on hurry up <laughs> i'm this dying here yeah, he seemed he's pain he seemed like he seemed like almost like he, oh. like he dealt with the pain and he was just like waiting for them to kill him and i was just like thinking he's dealing with the pain pretty well maybe we could just like remove the intestines from around his neck and try and get him back in. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it works that way. And, I mean, he looked, he looked okay. I, I'm sure he was going to die. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's I like in a barn. There's probably like <laughs> fecal matter all over the, yeah. yeah, the air and stuff. Oof. Yeah. Uh, did you have a favorite scene? I don't, I don't know. A favorite scene, the, the probably, probably the scene that like, like really, aggravated me to the point where I, I wanted to just yell at the TV was God damn it. Chris Harrington, just pull the fucking, fucking trigger. trigger. <laughs> Stop talking. Stop talking. What are you <sighs> doing? Yeah. You just pull the fucking, why are you giving yeah. him this like fancy speech? Yeah. Yeah. And he just twists the arm around blows, you know, shoots the bolt into his head. Well, I think my favorite scene other than seeing a flaming reverend going through the glass was I think the beauty towards the end of Joanna slash Liz ending it all in her own terms. You know what I mean? Like she looked, she saw that Sam was going to be safe. The Reverend was no longer an issue. She was making, she had this like, I guess, successful sawmill mm -hmm. going. So she knew that her daughter was, was okay and being taken care of. And then she just goes into the water. Yeah. And I, and I, I, even though it's sad because it's like, you know, I was really rooting for you to like just persevere. 
I mean, I guess it had to be this way. She had to be punished for, although she was being punished for something she really didn't do. True. Yeah. Which was was kind of unfortunate. I'm like, damn it. Why didn't you change your name to like Mary or something? Yeah. That's the thing. There's no, there's no birth certificates or anything. Yeah. Like, and, but there was no way for her to defend herself. She didn't have a tongue or anything. I mean, well, I, I think when we were watching the film and after that whole sequence with, the real Liz and Frank happened. I turned to you and I was like, she should have just gone to Eli and just been like, oh yeah, I'm Liz's sister. She, she hooked up with some other guy and she decided to stay there. So I'm like, I came to take her place. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like the marriage broker was really vetting these candidates. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you, yeah, I'll send you a girl. You're an, you're a prostitute. Okay. This guy wants a wife. Yeah. You can cook, you can clean. Yeah. That's all you're really good for. It was also kind of, funny because i was wondering like if she showed up with the tongue is it gonna be like send her back <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. a tongue is a, isn't a bad thing I know. so yeah i just yeah it really really nice looking movie but just completely completely unsettling yeah and it doesn't get easier right i mean uh, we've no. seen this movie a few times again not from start to finish but it's just Oh, it's yeah. so fucking creepy. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a, it's it's uncomfortable just seeing someone go through like relentless suffering. And yeah, uh, seriously, she had like brief moments of happiness that were always just shot on doom, doom, doom. Even at the end, it was just like, oh, everything's going great, and then suddenly this dude shows up and he's like, you should have changed your name, name. and you know, <laughs> now you're going to hang for a crime you didn't even commit. Yeah, she was, she was definitely cursed. Yeah, something yeah. was going on. Something was going on. Well, it was probably the after effects of being related to the Reverend. Jeez. Yeah. That guy was definitely burning in hell. And then, like, at the end when the daughter is looking in the woods, I was like, oh, my God, sweet Jesus, please don't let this guy come out of the woods. That would have been great. I thought the implication <laughs> was that the mom was watching over her. Ah, really? Yeah, I, I, got, I got that impression more, that's too. Kind of but, what the di- but that's what the dialogue implies. Yeah. If, if it was, maybe if this was the 80s, he would just come bursting out of the lake. With like a mecha- <laughs> mechanical arm, <laughs> a glass eye. I, I got a pretty good laugh out of the scene where like everybody was walking down the hallway with knives at their sides like they were serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> In chapter one. Yeah. Yeah, really well done. It was interesting. I I also found the storytelling choices interesting because it's not told in a linear fashion. So it is a little hard to kind of get into in a way. Well, I was going to mention this earlier as a hypothetical, like having watched it the way that the the director obviously intended it. And, and, you know, I thought it was great the way it was done once I was finished with it. But as a viewer at the time, I was like, why are these choices being made? Right. Uh, So like having watched it the way it was intended, if there was like a director's like linear cut, would you be interested? I think I would watch it again just because. I mean, at this point, yeah, because you know all the secrets. All the secrets, right, yeah. right. So it would yeah. be interesting to see it chronologically, how it would unfold. But this this was definitely interesting, the way he told it, because chapter one is Dakota Fanning. Chapter two is uh, Amelia girl. Jones. Chapter three is also Amelia Jones, right? Or it's half and half, right? Because chapter three is Retribution. No, chapter three was Genesis. So she was mm-hmm. the it was the beginning, the origins, and then the final mm-hmm. chapter was retribution. 
Oh, there was something after. There was a chapter I think five? It's ha- I think it's half and half and two. Yeah. I think it's 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 half the first. Because that's why I was confused at the beginning of two. I'm like, who is this? <gasps> that's right, right. Because Amelia Jones becomes yes. Dakota Fanning. Yeah. Right, yeah, right, they right. They show her life in the in the, in the brothel. brothel. Yeah. Yeah. And the, uh, that was also a really nice scene. The scene with, I think I talked to you about this before, the kind of Frank with the father and the father is like, you ruined my, I don't have a daughter because of you and I demand justice and I'm here as as a father because you took it away from me. And like her whole face as she's watching this exchange, she's probably thinking, wow, you know, I had a monster dad and there are good men out there. Yeah, I mean, there's, you could, especially in chapter two, there's a lot of little hints that the relationship is father daughter because there's not only that but there's also this the scene where uh they're walking to the marriage counselor and there's that that creepy douchebag who's just like what would your fathers think they'd be rolling in their graves if they could see you right now yeah yeah stuff like that a lot of mention of fathers yeah yeah well this is the worst kind of father i mean obviously there's good dads out there but guy pierce wasn't one of them (laughs) Well, you know, a, a movie about religious figure, there's going to be a lot of father imagery. True, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, if you're looking at this film from like the vantage point of religion, Zach, what do you think? Uh, I definitely don't think it has a lot of positive to say about it for sure. Unless they're like, we're seeing like a life of Job sort of scenario where like God is trying this woman and her her reward for triumphing is the sweet release of death. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's it, true. It the old oh, book of Job. Book yeah. of Job is what yeah. I meant to say. Yeah, and that was another thing that's, I mean, we've, we know this from watching movies set in this time period. It's funny that you said The Revenant before because that's another movie kind of in this time frame relentless where suffering. relentless suffering and just life is cheap. It's yeah. weird how cheap life is. It's it's basically when there's no social contract anywhere. There's, right. There's no law. There's nothing. It's you're basically going upon people's goodwill. And back then it was just like you you have my goodwill until uh, it takes food away from my stomach. Right. And then all bets are off. Right. And everything was money. And it was interesting the 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 scene with the Asian family where they sell her. And I thought it was an interesting choice by the filmmaker to not subtitle that, to not let the audience know. I mean, unless you spoke whatever language they were speaking, which I'm assuming was Chinese, but it could have been another Asian language. But it was interesting that the filmmaker doesn't let you know what is being said, but then when you realize what's happening, how horrific that is. As, honestly, as soon as he started talking to the guy in, on the bar, I was just like, okay, Uh-oh. he's selling her to, to, to a yeah. brothel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's not their friend. Or right. he's not her, her friend. friend. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. I don't think the the wife looked too happy about it, but right. I mean, she wasn't going to go against her husband cuz th- that was like another kind of theme in the whole movie. Women were just supposed to be obedient no yeah, matter what. O- almost like cattle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of that, right? I mean, women were property, right? We were much. there to breed I, I, I think, and do I think, the chores. I think the only the only guy who seemed to be nice to his wife was Eli. Eli, yeah. You know, I mean, he he was like, she's like, we got to get out of here, and he said, okay, we'll go to my dad's right uh, cabin. You yeah, know, we, yeah. We need to. And even Sam, even Sam was Sa- decent Sam was to nice, her. Sam was nice, but he, yeah, but he never got a chance to, you know, take her away from this 
nightmare. Right. And he could I have mean, taken advantage of her. He she he was she was just like I'm a woman and he's like I know. Yeah. But he wouldn't. Yeah. And there was like But one, even one if thing, he had taken her away, I'm sure the reverend would have come for them. Yeah. And one thing that was like sort of interesting about the whole thing with Sam was like when we were talking about the whole in the church, he's like, did you see, what did you see? And she's like, I saw a blinding white light and I saw a, a, a man with wings. And when Sam comes into the church, there's like a blinding white light and he's holding the saddle on his back and it looks like he's got wings. Yeah. And that's yeah. what she was seeing. Like, yeah, her seeing that was, that was her like salvation moment. And then he takes it away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think the Reverend just took anything good away from yeah. from uh, Joanna. I don't think he he was he, he was so consumed. He, yeah, I, I mean, mean, I don't even know if it was I, I, sexual. I, I mean, obviously some of it was, but it was it was more than that. He got it into his head that this was the way it was supposed to be, and he felt justified because you know, oh, Lot slept with his daughters. It's in the Bible, so. You know, but he also realized that it wasn't good because I, in the brothel, he says, I'm already going to hell. That was because he didn't I, marry her first. I just figured out how to pitch this movie math to like, oh, if you haven't seen this movie, here's how to describe it. It's it's the Terminator meets Lolita. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not. Yeah, that's not far off. That's actually pretty. That's that should be the tagline. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah wow i didn't even think about it but that's that's a pretty good mesh of these these the story yeah it was really just creepy very yeah all right so seven eight eight and a half if you haven't seen it i highly highly recommend 2016's brimstone Rated R, two hours and 28 minutes by, written and directed by Martin Coolhoven. I guess that's how you say his name. Has uh, he done anything else? I've never heard of this guy. I've never heard of this guy either, but um, He let's had see. his name above the, above the title of the movie in the beginning, so it even said Martin Coolhoven's Brimstone. Mm-hmm. He's from the Netherlands. I guess he's done a lot of stuff there. I think this is the only... Movie that he's done here in the states. Everything else looks like it's Dutch. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and he actually hasn't made a movie since Brimstone. That's the last thing he did. Hmm. Interesting. I yeah, mean, it was, it I would. I would love to. Yeah, I would love to see more of his stuff. That's why I'm always saying like I'm so sad that Bill Paxton isn't here because I really loved Frailty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, before we close out. What do you, Zach, how would you define horror? I think that uh, most, it depends on the type of horror, but I think most horror is based on psychological issues. Like body horror is obviously like how much it sucks to exist and your own mortality. And then you have slasher flicks, which are about like morality. And I thought personally, like we had had, uh, discussed previously about malignant, I I thought it was more about the bad thoughts that live in the back of your mind rather than a literal, I won't spoil it, but... Um, you can. We already did. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, a literal uh, twin uh, controlling your brain. Yeah. But yeah, like if you look at it through a psychological lens, I think that's where most horror sort of lives. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And I think that's the best kind of stories. Like Ray and I were talking about how 
fantastic Hereditary is. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's like such a I mean the first three quarters of that movie are pretty slow, right? And yet that last it's, twenty I, minutes I is just slow slow is a very slow, negative term. Slow. I, I would just say it's you're building this like the sense of dread in, in hereditary is starts low and then it just keeps going up Ratching and up. up and up. It's such a steady pace. But like you said, it's not like this suddenly ah, jump scare, jump scare. Right. It's not that. It just it just keeps building this tension in your body that when shit goes crazy, you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And that last 20 minutes is, is <laughs> oh wild. Holy shit. Yeah. Once it once it kicks off, it really just it's zero to 60. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a lot too, like in the mind, right? I mean, they did such a good job with just the sounds and and all of that to the point where, yeah, that <laughs> fucking noise. noise like even now, you just made it, and I got a chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I that damn that. noise, and like I remember making that noise when I was a kid, and it's like, oh, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never listen no, to that I again. I never want to hear it, especially in a dark room. Yeah. Oh, what about stuff like Silence of the Lambs, which is kind of rooted in human evil, right? Yeah, but Silence of the Lambs never really scared me. No, but I mean, if you're in I thought that, it was, I thought I felt it was more like a thriller. Sure, and I think this isn't this isn't tagged as horror. This is tagged as a what is it tagged as a drama mystery thriller. Yeah. But I really feel it has, it's it more has horror. horrific elements. Yeah, I well, feel it's more it, horror than the, anything. The the narrative is horror, but the structure is not. True. True. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, Silence of the Lambs. I mean, if you're in that pit, I mean, uh, I'm not saying that people in the film weren't experiencing horror, but as a whole, Silence of the Lambs wasn't a horror movie. True. True. Yeah. Like I said, it, it was more of a thriller and. I guess you could say a mystery, but not really. No. Yeah. Because it, was, it, it wasn't like Buffalo Bill was like working for the FBI and it was like, oh my God, it was Buffalo Bill all along. Yeah. No, it was, we, there was the cop hunting the killer and that was it. Well, there's also the whole Anthony Hopkins relationship. Well, that was part of the hunting. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't a horror movie. Like Hereditary is a horror movie. The Ring's a horror movie. Yeah. That was really good. What about you? What do you think is the best type of horror? Like that dread horror, like 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 hereditary. There are so many different types. Like you were mentioning slasher and 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 body horror. But the one that seems to really resonate with me the most is the one that like builds up to the sort of like it's pulling you into a very dark world where you don't know what's up anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's real. You don't know if your mind is playing tricks on you. You're you're riding along with these characters. And that's another thing. For that type of horror, you really need a good actor or actress to to carry you on that ride. For right. like slasher movies and what whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, you screaming, running around. Sometimes even the bad acting makes it even more enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. True, true, true. <laughs> Yeah, didn't AMC have like the Halloween marathon last weekend? We were all oh, yeah. we were all in that. <laughs> Buster Rhymes beats the I show. I own Jason Takes Manhattan, so do you really? Oh god, <laughs> yeah. that was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like toxic waste gets flushed through the sewer systems every night. 
<laughs> oh, what was the other stupid movie we just... Oh, Leprechaun in the Hood. Leprechaun in the Hood. God damn. Uh, we gotta write something. Yeah. Seriously. They even made a sequel to that. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to wrap it up. So that's it from us. If you haven't seen it, absolutely go check out Brimstone playing on various different platforms. And we bid you all a good night. And thank you, Zach, for coming by and talking with us about horror and crazy and things that are not necessarily go bump in the night, but are just as terrifying, I guess. Thanks for having me. Thanks. For, I hope you come back. We'll we'll do a, a more lively film the next time. <laughs> yeah, this is, the, this is the stuff of nightmares. All right, that's it for us, and we bid you all a good night. Good night.